Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. All right, let's get into this. Hello, hello, welcome back, Light Beam, to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven. I hope that you had a wonderful week, magnificent week, and it's been quite a busy week over here, just to give you a bit of behind the scenes of what is currently happening. We are actually inside my caravan. Um, I swapped the car studio for the caravan because I want to record a few meditations after this. And it feels like a meditation kind of day. And so um, I have just recently moved my whole website, actually started from scratch because I lost everything. Uh, My fault, completely my fault, but (laughs) it was a little doozy. But uh, that was, it was good. After the initial realization that everything um, is gone, Oh, it was a teeny tiny meltdown, but then I realized, you know what, it just means I get to start fresh and pour in new thoughts, new words onto um, this blank new canvas. So that was all good, and it was a week of fiddling around, um, but we got there. It wasn't actually even that bad, to be honest with you. I think WordPress has really... Uh, toughened me up so now um, setting up this website was actually much much easier so I'm really excited because it's pretty much done and I say pretty much because I am also setting up little programs and courses and like these meditation bundles and um, I'm really really excited about it And so I'm working currently on that as well as uh, looking after my clients and doing sessions. And also, also, the other exciting thing is that in Earth School, I've changed the format around a little bit. And I can't even remember if I mentioned this to you here or not. But anyway, (laughs) it was really exciting because... I really, really wanted to offer, um, you know, healings and psychic teachings, but still also, you know, talk about the earth school and how to navigate through this, this human life. And so I decided I'm just going to do it all in there. So we still have three weeks on, one week off, because I really, really feel there's something magical to that week off where it allows us to catch up on things, integrate, or just, you know, be still and spend time with family, right? Um, so we are still doing three weeks on, one week off, but we now have um, a session where we talk about either psychic stuff or earth school stuff or healing stuff and then we have a group session where we do something magical like we used to in an activation or cards you know something wonderful that we can do together as a group that will expand your consciousness and um, expand you as a human perhaps as well and then also the fourth session is also a group session and that is I think going to be my 
new favorite sacred and intimate healing sessions and they're only limited to six people so only six people per month because I really want to create a beautiful private container and this will be so amazing for you know those who perhaps were thinking of having a healing session they don't know if they should or how many and in this session we will do one-on-one for a bit but then also do a group healing together and I truly believe there's something powerful about group healing sessions I've seen it so many times where the energy of the collective shifts even if one person has a breakthrough so you will not only receive this one-on-one healing but also um, get to tailgate of the wonderful energy that happens within the group in that session and because it's sacred and intimate that recording will only be made available to the people in that session so I think this is really special and unique and I'm so excited Uh, I think we're starting this week depends on when you're listening to this but we are starting this week and yeah it's going to be magical I can't wait I cannot wait so if you join earth school you basically get put into the next group that does not have six people in it yet um and I've also shared the topics that we will discuss for the rest of the year which will be connecting with your guides um akashic records i want to tell you more about it and kind of um help you i guess understand them better but also perhaps start connecting with your own akashic records and then we will do also vortex of um like a manifesting vortex i love doing them at the end of the year because the veil is thinner so i used to do it in unveiling session but now it's inside air school so you can of course come into earth school and do everything with us or you can just join us for the particular session that is fine anyways just wanted to share this with you because it feels like so much is happening behind the scenes and often um we don't you know we don't we don't get opportunities to share the progress um so I wanted to share this with you and also I am just loving school holidays so much I love actually I know this will sound perhaps a little bit insane but I actually love that my kids are home Um, remote learning is not a favorite (laughs) and I think it's just because it feels a little bit challenging for all of us but we love the concept of just all of us at home and you know we might wake up and all hang out you know together in the bedroom or the living room just chatting you know till 10 a.m and then it's time to you know maybe get up and get dressed and get ready and I certainly have sessions um, or something that is happening that day and then we have this we have had this beautiful break somewhere between sessions which then of course allowed us to go for walks or play games or watch those cool cheesy 80s movies so that's a little bit about like what's been happening in my world this past week even and now let's dive into today's topic let's just 
go there. Because today I really wanted to share with you what your soul does between lifetimes. Like the afterlife career that your soul has. I don't think I've ever spoken about it really. I mean, I've shared your starseed lineage and we've spoken about life lessons, but we haven't really spoken about um, these jobs that you're sold at. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just before we go there, let me just tell you, I am trying to record this and there's this one helicopter that keeps going back and forth or there's like at least three of them constantly going over over my caravan so I apologize if you hear weird noises in the background I am trying to kind of mute them out but yes they just keep coming back anyways such is life right okay so what your soul does between lifetimes now in my reading, in my soul path reading, that is for me a really exciting part where I share with my clients what they do when they're not here, which then tells them about the qualities that they bring forth into this lifetime, which then perhaps explains why they are the way they are, why they do things a certain way. But even more so, it allows us then to tap into those um, qualities that perhaps they didn't even realize that they have and bring them forth. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to share with you a few of these um, jobs that your soul does. There is about, um, I think around 20, if I remember, 20 or 25 different ones that I've seen. But I've made notes and I've kind of, I want to share the really fascinating ones. The ones that I think are fascinating that you might find interesting as well. And I'll tell you how we embody the qualities. And perhaps as you listen, you might maybe, maybe recognize your own self in it. Now, trust your intuition always, right? Go with your intuition. Uh, if you feel really drawn to a particular uh, let's say soul training then there's a good chance that this is what your soul does between lifetimes so the way it works with these afterlife careers is that your soul chooses generally one or two different realms that it wants to work in so it may um, decide to work after this lifetime in one and then the next lifetime after that one, it works in the other. And it kind of goes back and forth. And sometimes it likes to, if it chooses to stay up there for a while, it will perhaps go back and forth between these two. And this is very case by case. So one of the really fascinating um afterlife careers that I have come across is the keeper of neutrality because the keeper of neutrality the way I am seeing uh, this career I guess is that when you are a keeper of neutrality your job is to offer that first healing to souls who vibrate very low and they can't get through and up into the in you know like the the proper healing chambers so, okay, 
let's say if someone here dies suddenly in an accident or perhaps they're murdered or they've committed suicide when they cross over they might feel angry sad disappointed feeling guilty right um, not understand what has happened and these are all very low vibrational I guess energies or emotions as we humans would say so or what happens is that because they're vibrating so low they are unable to move up beyond the veil even further up into the higher sort of realms and the other guides that are there for healing purposes they can't reach them because they vibrate too high so a key part of neutrality is sort of the only one that can lower their vibration um, and sort of offer that initial healing to these souls just enough so they themselves can raise their vibration high enough to then go through and move through to the upper higher chambers and this can be best explained in um in a way that feels okay when when these souls whether it's someone who killed and feels angry or someone who died as a result of a murder and is confused and sad and disappointed because they weren't ready to leave whether it's someone who committed suicide and they feel shame or guilt they're not being punished it's just that because they are vibrating so low possibly still carry that debris from their earth life where they were perhaps sad depressed angry um they are unable to move upwards so the best way i can explain this is that the keeper of neutrality offers this sort of healing this initial healing and then it's up to the soul when and and you know whether they will take it and then they can progress sort of higher and you know go into their life review and are offered further healing because everything on the other side is healing so even working in these realms is still healing for the soul now i can do a whole episode just talking about the healing aspect and souls that have died suddenly unexpectedly um you know murderous and all that stuff but just for today let's talk about these careers okay so the keep of neutrality helps with that initial um healing now as a human who soul has trained in the keep of neutrality realm generally a person that is easygoing um, can see both sides of the story uh, sometimes described as a fence sitter but as long as you remember that it's okay to voice your own thoughts and opinions um, then we don't have a problem <laughs> generally keepers of neutrality as i like to always describe it are kind of happy doing this happy doing that you know um they're happy to just go with the flow they're happy when there's someone else deciding things like let's say um when you have two friends and one wants to i don't know go to a rock concert the other one wants to watch a movie at home and you really don't care so there's no reason in you know ruffling feathers or anything you're just kind of happy to go whichever way 
but if let's say you did want to do one or the other or something different then guides always remind us you know it's okay to actually say that and it's okay to potentially perhaps create a conversation around it so don't be a fence sitter if it's something that you truly care about so that is keeper of neutrality another fascinating one is the incubator soul so also sometimes called the mother soul and souls who train in the incubator realm are actually looking after brand new souls who are about to go into their first life incarnations but they also look after these souls that have just returned from their human life so for example you know following the track of our souls that ended up in this sort of um you know low vibrational state once when they have raised their vibration enough they are moving through to sort of the uh, what's it called um, incubator realms where they are being looked after souls there's another step in between but it's not really relevant right now so when i do a proper episode on what happens to souls when they die suddenly or as a result of a murder we can dive into that but for now what is really important is that they end up in this beautiful uh, realm and if you've ever worked at a childcare center or have visited a childcare center perhaps you have children or babies that went to one you probably are familiar with the baby's room it is the most serene beautiful relaxing space in a whole center so the baby's room you know is set up so nice so lovely there's you know it feels so warm so inviting there's always soft music that plays the doors are closed you know it's separate from the play area and it just feels like this really one big beautiful incubator and that's exactly how the incubator realm is it's it's very inviting and souls actually have a difficult time to move away uh, from the incubator realm and move on incubator souls like i said look after souls and so they're very peaceful very loving very gentle now when they are in their human form and they bring these qualities forward what happens is that they are very loving and caring here yes but they really make great carers great parents and often what i find with my clients who are incubator souls is that they care so much about others and they you know identify so much with um their own pain and painful situations that they want to minimize that for others so they do what they can to make other people's life experience on earth as as nice as gentle as pleasant as possible and want to spare them any negative experiences that they possibly have faced themselves because they can relate they know what it's like so often often even this explains to my clients who are stay-at-home moms and they are happy 
to be stay-at-home mums, just stay-at-home mums, as in like they're not interested in doing a side job, doing anything for them, looking after their house, looking after their family, ensuring that, you know, they are home when kids come home, uh, perhaps welcoming them with some freshly baked cookies. That just makes their whole world. And often, you know, there's people in their life who sort of wonder like don't you want more out of life don't you want to have a career and it makes my beautiful incubator souls often feel inadequate like they should want more but for some reason they don't and so it makes them feel less than um and when they hear that this is the reason why they feel this way because their souls are incubator souls this is literally you know, what they do when they're not there. And so it feels good for them. When they hear this, it, it's almost like something clicks. <laughs> the other shoe drops and it makes sense to them so much. So they no longer feel like they should strive for more because where they are and what they desire is actually what they really really are here to do they're here to nurture souls and look after them whether it's their families whether it's you know friends or people that they look after um, animals often plants they just are big-hearted nurturers so those are incubator souls then we have um, a really interesting one is Dream Masters. Now, like I said, there's at least 20 that I've come across. And at least five of them or so are very spiritual. So we have the Rishis, Third Order, Fifth Order. They're very... Um, you know, highly spiritual, but then there's subtle differences between them. So I won't go into details with that. But the Dream Master, I really wanted to explain that one because that one fascinates me. And I haven't had many Dream Masters here. But basically, as a Dream Master, when you are in the other realm, what you would be doing is you would actually engage in... Um, helping to bring forward messages to humans in their dream state you would offer healing via their dream state um often when um i guess shamans go and look for souls like during a soul retrieval they would be assisted by dream masters if they go into the upper world and so Dream masters are almost like they can change, they, um, they, they can, you know, slip into your dreams, they can visit you, pass on messages, uh, but even more fascinating as humans, because dream master souls, when they're in a human physical form, they tend to travel a lot in their dream state. And so often I find that my clients who are these dream masters the way they start receiving messages first and sort of when they go through that awakening is in their dream state so they might have very vivid dreams they might wake up feeling like they've traveled somewhere like they um 
you know, visited some other galaxies, like they've worked with maybe their soul families. And I love because it's so fascinating. And I, you know, every time I say this, I have, you know, to a dream master soul, like, like yes, I, no matter how many hours I sleep, I wake up feeling tired. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, because you actually, your light body was, you know, or your astral body was traveling. You were somewhere else. So your physical body is rested, but you're, you still feel, you know, like upon waking up, like you didn't get enough sleep. And so dream masters are really fascinating. The one thing to really remember is to number one, ground yourself because um, you do spend quite a lot of time up in the astrals. So grounding is really important. Uh, we don't want to sort of walk around <laughs> through our day unfocused, you know, uh, a bit lost, a bit stuck. And also, if you don't ground yourself, there's sort of this risk of not being able to tell the difference between this world and the astral world. So it's very, very important for dream master souls to ground themselves, meditate, uh, but also, but also um, ensure that you close portals. Now, portals is something that I am just sort of learning about. Oh, the last, I don't know, maybe uh, this whole year, I think, I've been learning about portals. So not that long. And um, there's often this sort of risk that you might leave portals open, especially when you are not aware of it. So saging and asking your guides or archangels to step in and close portals, like when you wake up, is is going to help um, keep that close. Now, I don't want to dive too much into portals, but let's just say there's sort of like this window to the other realms and you can let good energies through that, but also a little bit not so nice energies can come through as well, uh, which then often can affect the whole vibe of the house, the people in it. You might feel um, a little bit, you know, like you're getting, you're catching colds all the time or you're getting sick all the time or bad things start to happen are you feeling the fleet uh, depleted and and tired so just a little bit about portals so then we have also a lot of different counselors now we have the uh, life review counselor which assists souls in reviewing their life and they access the akashic records for that and so they kind of help a soul to kind of go like yeah that was good. Oh, I was a bit of an ass there. That wasn't so good. Okay, maybe we can do this next time better. And, you know, then they do a summary of the life lessons that have been learned, have not been learned. How can we tackle it better? But people, humans who are life review counselors, they have this ease of access to the Akashic Records. So, even if you have never accessed your Akashic Records, and often for my clients in my sessions, this is the first time they've ever heard of the Akashic Records. But as soon as I tell them, go and look it up, and I find it, they feel like, oh my God, this feels so familiar to me, or I've dreamt about it, or I feel like, wow, I, I went there somehow. I can't explain, but I've been there. And so they, those sort of people find it easier to then connect and navigate through the Akashic records because this is what they do when they're not in their physical form. So life review counselors, in a nutshell, 
So there's different types of councils. There's also the Council of Twelve. So you might sit on a board and sort of when the soul has um, their pre-birthing session as one of the councillors of 12 you will be sitting and advising uh, souls on you know like who will play what role what sort of path and sort of help them map out this life this next life um, and then we have also these um, explorer souls for example explorer soul is um, I always want to say it's sort of like in that movie what dreams may come there was Cuba Gooding Jr. and he was showing Robin Williams around heaven essentially and telling him that you know look when you have happy thoughts you change the whole scenery there's flowers blooming there's all these beautiful colors everything is kind of being created but as soon as you have your sad thoughts it's like a painting that's where you know someone has thrown the water over and all the paints are sort of smeared and gray and they're washing off and so I find that that his role is actually the explorer but also the structural master because he shows also Robin Williams what is possible with when he sets his intention, when he has beautiful thoughts. So as an explorer soul, you would be showing souls around, around, um, you know, basically heaven and showing them this is what you can do. You can have your healing here. You can go into the slumber chambers. If you need to receive deeper healing, you can just hang out and do the things you never got to do. You can uh, go into the educational chambers or the learning chambers. chambers. And so it's really, really fascinating. But as a human that is an explorer soul, you are very adventurous and you like to learn and um, do new things. You can't sit still. And you're here to sort of show us that we, that there's no reason to fear the unknown and that we should be brave. So you are very out there, outgoing, love to meet people love new loves new situations yeah so that's the explorer soul and then we have the structural master of design and that one is the one that actually helps souls to create something specific with their thoughts because everything happens so fast there but when a soul comes across they kind of forget because here everything takes a little bit longer so you know to sort of start controlling their thoughts a little bit and um and I say thoughts very loosely because souls are really just you know consciousness um but just so we can understand it just for the purpose of understanding it souls in order to start creating these things they have to kind of switch to these different wavelengths this different way of thinking so master of design will actually show them how this is possible how it's created and remind souls that you know there's no hell as such you basically create your own hell that carries through from your earthly lifetime now, as a human, structural masters of design are very creative, they're visionaries, they can, 
you know, make something out of nothing. They can see the bigger picture, but also have an acute eye for detail. They, um, they are here to change the status quo, basically, because with their vision, um, if you are, let's say, an entrepreneur, you are very good at showing us what we need before we realize that we need it. So I love them. I love uh, a lot of um, creative artists, designers are structural masters of design and then can literally walk into an empty room and envision how everything needs to be, you know, where things need to go. So because of that, they're very clairvoyant as well. So I think this is all in a nutshell, really, because there is, I mean, I could go into the spiritual ones, I could go into the counselors, there's so much. And no doubt in Earth School, we will kind of dive into this in the new year a little bit more, because I feel like it's a very important piece of the puzzle that, again, takes you a little deeper into your own, you know, knowing of who you are and what you are here to do. But I just wanted to give you these few uh, afterlife career options, I guess, and sort of explain how the qualities, how we embody these qualities and bring them forth into our lifetime so that perhaps listening to this, you can kind of identify a few for yourself and go like, oh, I wonder if I'm a dream master. I wonder if that's why I love... um, my children so much that I really just am happy staying at home because maybe I'm an incubator soul. But of course, I am always, always happy to uh, explore this further. And so if you have any questions, anything like that, I mean, you are welcome to message me or jump into Earth School, you know, where we will explore this in depth. Uh, But also, if you would really like to know your own um, afterlife career you can book a life path or a soul path session I should say I still call it the old name but it's the soul path session with me that will give you all of that and your starseed lineage and your life lessons and your soul gifts and your past lives and this is it from me for this week I am now going to go and record some meditations. So have a wonderful week and I look forward to being in your ear, haha very creepy, (laughs) next week. Thank you so much for being here. Bye for now.